I am so excited to be standing in front of y'all to, to just share, um, share my heart, to talk about the Lord, to talk about, we're going to talk about the Shimone Esre, the Amidah, and we're going to talk about prayer and a few other things, and hopefully I step on some toes um, to make all of us think, to make all of us, to challenge all of us to change, because sometimes we, wanna, we want God to do things for us, but sometimes we don't want God to change us. We want to go watch, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but we want things, but God is, is really looking for our hearts. God wants to walk with us every single day, every single moment, and as he walked with us, all those other things, eh, they're coming, but the main thing is walk with him. So let's pray. Father, I love you, and I am so grateful for your word. Thank you for your Torah, Lord. Thank you for just using us today in this congregation to just talk about you, to learn from you, Lord. I thank you for those who are online, Lord, those who might be in, in Korea, South Korea, and, and Japan, and Australia, and different places that we see online. We, we, we want to welcome you, Lord, and I just thank you for speaking to each heart today, Lord. I thank you for everybody has their own individual needs, their own individual things that they're dealing with, Lord, and I thank you for as my mouth is speaking, that you are speaking to them directly. And I just give you praise for everything you're going to do in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Well, first I want to thank Rabbi Scott, Rabbi St. Judy, Rabbi Renee, Rabbi St. Anna for allowing me to stand here. And I am so grateful for that. So it's always an honor to be able to stand in front of anybody and just speak what you should be doing anyway. Because I think whenever we're, we come before people to talk about anything, it's not something I should, I need to be able to prepare but I should be talking about something I'm already doing. Because I'm not trying, I need to create a sermon, but the scripture talks about you always to be ready in season and out of season. So I'm not trying to make up something. I'm just talking about something that I, I, I try to do on an everyday basis. Try to walk, try to walk with the Lord. So. One passion that I have, a few passions, the, at this congregation, our, our uh, mission is to reach the lost and educate the found. That's our mission. That's one of our missions. And that's big. And if you don't have a passion for that, and this is something that the Lord's been dealing with me on, how do you develop a passion for God's people? Because think about it. You may be sitting in the seat and you go, you know what? I know what the mission is, but I really don't have a passion for it. It's okay. It's not a, but I want to know how to develop that passion. I watch people when I listen to people teach um, it's, and I'm not necessarily, I am listening to their teaching, but I'm listening to how they teach. I'm listening to their passion, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm listening to how they deliver what they know is true. Because if I know something's true, I don't have to try to talk you into it. Because I just know it to be so. So I'm just walking around and I'm sharing with you what I already know to be so. so. And this is something that I believe that we get from the rabbis. And that's why we're going to talk about the Shimon Yeshua. It is awesome to be able to read prayers of the rabbis who have been walking with the Lord for years. That is a privilege. That is an honor. So that's why we're going to go through the Amidah, which is, if you study prayer, Amidah is like really the prayer. And we read part of the Amidah. We actually read what's called the Avot, the Fathers. But there's actually 19 parts to the Amidah, and we're going to read, we may not read through all of them, okay, but we'll read through many of them. We may, because it may be that good, and sometimes it's that good, because you start reading it, and what God is doing for us, he's alerting on the inside of us what we need to be doing. That's what the Amidah is for, because sometimes we think we know, and we don't know. Um, this is the first statement of the Amidah. It says, O Lord, open my lips, that my mouth may tell forth your praise. Let me say that again, maybe three times, just once. Oh, Lord, open my lips that my mouth may tell forth your praise. I'm asking God to speak through my lips, even though I may not know I want to say it. Does that make sense? It's like I don't even know I need to praise him, but God, I'm asking him to open my lips to help me. And I believe that is such an awareness of humanity, because sometimes we think we know, how many of y'all have good intentions to do some things, and you say, yes, I'm going to do this tomorrow, and then you don't do it? Come on, be honest, don't lie, come on. Mm -hmm. Just being real, right? 
But that's just the way it is. Sometimes we, our mouth will say we're going to do something, but sometimes we need an extra nudge. And that's why if we get into the habit and the routine of saying the Shemone Esrei, the Amidah, or different prayers, it allows us to open up to God and gives God an opportunity to just speak to our hearts, to speak through our lips. Because again, we don't know sometimes what we are to say. Um, the rabbis say that the world rests on three things. The Torah, acts of kindness, and service to Hashem. I think that's beautiful. It's so simple. Sometimes we make things so deep, it's really not. God wants us to study the Torah. God wants us to love on people, acts of kindness. God wants us to serve Hashem. We serve Hashem by coming to congregation. You serve Hashem on your job. When you go to work, when you get an opportunity to share, and sometimes we think sharing is speaking words. Maybe your sharing is just living out Torah in front of somebody. Maybe your sharing is having as simple as a Bible on your desk. And somebody had an opportunity to go, oh, and maybe that's, and what you're doing, maybe you're, maybe you're helping somebody who's lost, but maybe you're just helping somebody who's walking with the Lord and need that extra nudge. Because we all need that extra nudge if we're honest with ourselves. Um, in Talmud Tractate of Vodazara, there are two opinions. Rabbi Eliezer's opinion is first request, then tefillah. Rabbi Yehoshua's opinion is first tefillah, then request what we need. And I know traditionally we interpret the word tefillah as prayer, right? Some of us, if y'all, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, anyway, traditionally we will translate the word tefillah as prayer. And it is prayer, but it's much more than prayer. It's another level of prayer. Because whenever we're saying the Amidah, the, Shemone, the, um, the Shema, a lot of those, they're really more like declarations. You're saying that this is what I'm going to do. This is who I am. This is how I'm going to live. I want the temple restored. Those things. And what you're doing, you're developing also, not even just for ourselves, because sometimes we're just, even in our prayer times, we could be very selfish. You know what I'm talking about? We pray for us four and no more. Me, myself, and I. But it's really not about that. When you start to say the Shemona Esrei and the different prayers, you're going to start to develop a love for the Jewish people like never before. Because in, this, in those prayers, that's what they're talking about, a love for Jewish people, a love. And then we need to go in beyond that. It's not just since I am adopted into the family, whose people are those? Those are God's people and those are my people. So I'm praying for my family. And sometimes we get it twisted and we go, I'm praying for the Jewish. Yes, you're praying for the Jewish people, but if you've been adopted into that family, you are a part of that family. Because adoption is a beautiful thing. Adoption means you, are, you have just, you have the same rights as those natural children. There's no difference. I can go in the house and get the, um, get the peanut butter and jelly sandwich just like my, um, my other brothers and sisters, right? Because that's what God has called us to do. That's who he, that's who he called us to do. Anyway. Um, back to the opinions. They both, they both, well, let's go back. Um, Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Yehoshua's opinion, they're both valid opinions. And something about the Talmud, when you're reading, um, they both bring evidence from the Torah. And that's important. Because when you're studying the scripture, it's okay to have different opinions on things. And I think sometimes we get kind of mixed up with that as well. We think, oh, okay, it's just this one way. Stop. Okay? How many opinions do you think... I can have one concept here and have like 20 different opinions. I may have said it, the, I thought I said it the right way, and y'all perceive it so many different ways. That's just the way it is. And this brings us to this something called a scout mindset versus a soldier mindset. Let's think about that. A scout mindset versus a soldier mindset. A scout. What does a scout do? Kind of look out, look at the terrain kind of seeing what's going on. Okay, maybe there's 10 people. If you're in the military, you know, a scout is going out. Okay, I got, a, um, uh, I got a hill over here. I got a bunker over here. I got 10 guys over here. I want to stay away from that area over there. You get the point? The soldier mindset is I'm going in and I'm trying to always defend. Understand what I'm saying. A scout follows the evidence and allows it to lead him to the truth. A soldier stands and defends his position. Think about this question. 
Are you more in love with who you are or who you could become? Let me read that again. Are you more in love with who you are or who you could become? That means sometimes we get so caught up in us, we're not ready to release who we are in order to become something that God wants us to do. See, God is pushing us out of our box. Some of us want to hold on to that box like, no, this is my box. Leave me alone. But God wants to sometimes give us a nudge. I like to call it a nudge. Some of us don't need a nudge. Some of us need a kick. Anybody need a kick? Come on, be honest. Sometimes, sometimes we need a kick to move us in another place because we're just so um, stubborn, that nice way, hard-headed. We just, we just want to stay in our own place. But God is trying to push us to another place. Recognize our need to come to God and expressing gratitude for him. See, this is what reading the Amidah does. It recognizes our need to come to God and expressing our gratitude for him. Sometimes we think our lives are so all that in a bag of chips that we don't even have the need to pray. Think about that. Because if you ever get in that place, you're in a bad place. You're, you're, you're getting into a place of narcissism. Narcissism is, is just all about you. Me, myself, and I, I, I got this. I can figure this out. Me against the world. Yes, Tupac is dead. Anyway, just joking. All right. But the point is, it's not you against the world. God is there to help all of us because all of us need help, every single one of us. Does God really need our gratitude? Think about it. Does God, does God need our thankfulness? Yeah. I think it's really more. Does God really need anything for us, from us? I'm just trying to make you think. I'm throwing it out there. Not really. He's God. He was fine by himself. He's God Almighty. Who needs his gratitude? We need the gratitude. We need to be grateful. It builds in us a sense of humility. So when you're praying, don't think it's, it's nothing but it's, it's all about developing who you are so that you can help other people. That's the whole point. Almost everything good flows from gratitude. And almost everything that is not good flows from not being grateful. You can tell the difference with grateful people and ungrateful people in like five seconds of conversation. Am I telling the truth? You can. And it's just the way it is. But you can tell. Somebody who's grateful, they're, always, they're just grateful. Like, thank you for helping me. Thank you for giving me a glass of water. Thank you. Some people who have another type of attitude, it's like, why didn't you give me a glass of water? I've been sitting over here waiting. What's your problem? You see the difference? It's, a, it's very subtle, but when you develop an attitude of gratitude, it's all about helping us so that we can help other people. And God can use us. If you have that, you're supposed to do this for me mindset, people don't want to do anything for you, just to be honest. It's like, do it yourself. We shouldn't be that way. Okay, all right, I'm sorry. I'm bringing it back. But, but the point is, we need to develop that attitude of gratitude so that we can, so we can be used by God. Because the whole point is, I want to get close to him. Ungrateful, ungrateful attitudes always, in my opinion, leads to a victimhood mentality. It's not my fault. It's my parents' fault. It's the state's fault. It's President Trump's fault. Sorry, I had to go there. It's not President Trump's fault. I'll leave it alone. It's my dog's fault. It's do you get the point, right? It's always somebody else. This mindset thinks of themselves as victims. And that's not the way it is. It can be for some, because some people think of themselves as a victim all day. And it's like they want, they want to have a victim parade. Like, I'm, I'm the most victimized here on this planet. Like, stop. No, you're not. Just thank God that you woke up this morning. There's a prayer that me, me, we've, we started learning. Anybody use the um, Mode Ani prayer? The Mode Ani prayer is a prayer that you say when you first wake up in the morning. And a lot of us say that type of prayer, but we may not have the, we don't call it the Mode Ani. But that's why getting into and learning about these different prayers, they cut out, I say they, the rabbis and those who came before us, they cut out a lot of guesswork. All we got to do is take that prayer, and they spent years and years changing this, adjusting it, and just use it. The Modernia is beautiful. It just talks about when you wake up in the morning, I thank you for waking, you, waking me up. Before you even put your feet on the ground, you say the Modernia. See, all that does is building in, it's build in us an attitude of gratitude. That's the whole point. And the first scripture I would like to go to is Acts 2.42. 
And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and notice it says the prayers. It's not just praying. That's probably tefillah. That's the prayer. That's in the book of Acts. So the, in the book of Acts, those early believers, they were saying the prayers. They were saying the Shemone Esrei. And if you do a little research, y'all know about the Lord's Prayer? Everybody knows about the Lord's Prayer. If not, you got to leave. I'm just joking. But if you know about the Lord's Prayer, if, there's a, if you do a little research on it, it looks like a, a abridged version of the Amidah. That's where it came from. It came from the rabbis. There's so many things that are in the um, Brit Hadashah that come from the rabbis that we just don't acknowledge. So many things. And again, that's why, for me, I like to always go back to the source as much as I can. That's just me. The words are there to form a connection with God. That's why we need these words. We're just walking with him. We're connecting. The root words that are connected to tefillah, these are some, there's several, is tet, fe, lamet. This means to connect. So as we speak these words out, we are connecting with our God. Any relationship needs regular time to develop a relationship. For those of you who've been around people more than a day, you know the only way we're going to develop a relationship is to spend some time. You can't just come in and say, uh, me and my, my queen, we've been married for 28 years. Okay? And guess what? I can't... Oh, thank you. Um, but guess what? I, ha- I got to say I love you more than once or twice, right? If not, it's, it's going to be on. Okay? But that's how you develop. But guess what? As we walk together, as we develop together, our love should go stronger. That's how it is with God. As we walk with him, as we say the different prayers, he's just developing us. He's showing us how to walk with him every day. It's just strengthening our relationship. Um, is tefillah prayer? Is tefillah or prayer your first priority when you wake up in the morning? Well, the rabbis gave us a good model um, with, the, um, with the three prayers a day. Uh, with the shakarit, the minka, and the mar. The shakarit is the morning prayer. The minka is the afternoon prayer. And the marv is the evening prayer. And some of us, we have, a, we have a pattern of praying, but what I'm trying to build is a sense that the rabbis have cut out the guesswork. It's great to use their pattern. It's a beautiful thing. So, What does communication with God look like? God speaks with us in the form of what he presents to us in life. Let me say that again. God speaks with us in the form of what he presents to us in life. I have a scripture, Psalm, 1, Psalm 19, 1. Psalms 19, 1 is on the way in about five seconds, maybe ten Maybe 12. Beautiful. Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, Psalm 19.1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Isn't that beautiful? So we, you can look, just, you ain't got to look in the sky. Look at yourself. We are a master creation by God. And when you, because sometimes we try, to, we try to figure out things, and science is awesome, but science gets it wrong a lot. If y'all haven't figured that out by now. They do. Science gets it wrong. That's okay. But God never gets it wrong. He's perfect. That's why we need to go to him and speak with him, because he's always going to get it right. The earth um, aged like, I forgot, like so many billions of years, because in their calculations they had to change and update it. That's okay, because they're learning. But again, God doesn't, we don't need to do that with God, because we know he's perfect, always. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. We choose to respond or react. Oh, let me go at this statement. God speaks with us in the form of what he presents to us. We choose how to respond or react. How do we respond or react to seeing the beauty of his creation? Some may treat it like, oh, this is the work of evolution. No. This is the work of an almighty God. Does that make sense? So it's all on how, our, it's all our perception. It's very simple and subtle, but it's a big deal. And it's something that we have to develop on the inside of us as we walk with God. In this place of gratitude, anger, 
pain, whatever that place is coming from, we need, to, we need that place of raw, honest truth. And this is where we're getting intimate with God. As we respond to God, what comes out of our response? When God, let's think about something that pushes your buttons. Okay, I'll give you all a great example. Um, this week, uh, we had a garage sale. Well, we're still having a garage sale. You can come out on Sunday, okay? Be there. All right, one more day. I'm just joking. Anyway, uh, we had a garage sale, and we were, have, I, we were I was in the attic. Um, y'all know the crawl space between the raptor, the wood, and the attic? Well, anyway, y'all probably already hear what's going to happen. Uh, I had on flip-flops. That wasn't very smart, okay? That was not smart at all. Anyway, so I'm walking through there carrying my boxes, and I slip, and my foot goes right through the ceiling. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm okay now, okay? I, I wasn't hurt. Only thing was hurt was my pride and feelings, okay? <laughs> but guess what? That was something that I had to respond to, right? I'm just trying to think of something that happened that, that was pretty negative for me, okay? I mean, I want, matter of fact, I did say some words I shouldn't have said, okay? It just comes right out. Just being honest, right? But guess what? My queen brought me back really fast. She was like, just calm down. Come on back. Let's clean it up. Let's, we got to get this done. Now, but you need help to nudge you when life happens to you and how you respond. Because life is going to happen to all of us. If not, we're just lying. You know what I'm saying? Things are going to happen. Pain's going to happen. We're going to have family issues. You're going to have a family, a loved one, who's going to betray you. And you go, what happened? Why? I don't even know. I didn't do anything to deserve this. Maybe you didn't, but maybe now it's a time to, so that you learn how to respond. Nobody wants to hear that when you're going through it. I didn't want to hear that when I put my foot through the roof. Like, what did I? Words, 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 words. You get the point, right? But we have to learn how to take that in and say, okay, God, what are you showing me with this? Very obvious for me. Fool, don't wear flip-flops when you're going through the attic. Okay, three-year-old could have told me that, right? But, you know, I've been doing it for years. It's not, I've done it in every house we've ever been in, and this, this time I got caught because it was my own fault, right? But we have to do this every single day in our lives. As we get to things, we say, you know what, how am I going to respond to this situation? I think I told you all this. It's a simple example. But years ago, um, I kept going to the dentist, and they kept talking about flossing my teeth. I was like, What's, it's all right. It's not a big deal, and I just kept going. But I had to get a simple conviction and floss my teeth. You know, sometimes we try to change the world, maybe change the world, but maybe we just need to make up our bed in the morning before we go somewhere, right? Maybe we need to just clean up our room. I'm looking at some teenager when I say that, yeah. Yeah, I'm talking, don't, don't hide. Sometimes we need to do those simple things, and as we do those simple things, all it does is open up the door so that God can speak to us. That's all it does. As we get our life in line, we're saying the prayers. We'll walk with him. And as we walk with him, God's going to show us things. And when he shows us, don't act like it ain't God. Don't start rebuking the, de the devil. Okay? That was the enemy. No, what? that was not the enemy when my foot went through the ceiling. That was my ignorance. Right? And we got to call it what it is. Because what happens is we don't call it what it is. And what we do, if, which, what happens is, when we don't confront, we justify. Amen. And when we, don't, when we don't confront, if we don't justify it, what we do is we, we start to just make it like it's supposed to be that way. And you will always remain the same. Always. Who's following that? Is that God's? No. When God shows us things, we got to be honest enough. This is the raw honesty that I'm talking about. we got to be raw and honest with God. Uncut. As much as we can. Because remember the first statement I said was, Oh Lord, open my lips that I may bring forth your praise. Well, sometimes I don't even know I need to be honest until that thing hits me. And I go, whew, I got to, you know what? I, I should have had on shoes when I went in the attic. And when that happens, we just got to walk with him and learn from that situation. Amen? Amen. Um, Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? I just want to show you scriptural proof that we don't even know ourselves. We think we know ourselves. 
Sometimes we think we're all that in a bag of chips, but we're not. And it's okay. That's why God is, that's why he wants us to connect with him and just walk with him all day long. That's we, and like Adam and Eve, that we need to have that experience when they had in the garden. They walk with God in the cool of the day. That's what we need to have every single day. How do we do that? We can say these prayers that we're going to say here in a minute. To others, we put on our mask, our congregation, our church, our synagogue, our work, our school. We are so busy trying to hide the real me. When you communicate with God, you can't fool him. Some, we put on, some of us are putting on the church face right now. God won't look at anybody when I say that. Anyway, that's just the way it is. We put on the church or the congregation face. We go different places. Guys, we want to be hard, like rough, like, yeah, whoa. Anyway, it's okay to be hard, but my point is when you get before God, take that off. You're just playing games with him. You're just wasting your breath. And something that I've been working on in my prayer time is not speaking. That's hard for me, okay, because I like to talk, okay? That's just the way it is. So to stop, to just sit and just sit for like 10 minutes, and just listen. And sometimes God shows I like, where did that come from? It's like, fool, if you shut up, I can speak to you. Right? That's how God speaks to me. I need that. I need somebody in my face like, stop. What's wrong with you? You know, I told you all, that's Daphne Farrell and God. Okay, both of them. <laughs> okay? I just called you out again. I'm sorry. It just came out. But we need that in our lives. We need people to call us out because we need, if we're honest with ourselves, if we're not honest with ourselves, you know what? If you want to keep going down this other path and keep living this other kind of way, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to those who say, you know what? I want to get a closer walk with God. That's who I'm talking to. But if not, then, you know, you want a feel-good message, come in like, yes, praise the Lord, go home, yes. But if it doesn't challenge you, it's not challenge you to grow, what would that do? You just, you could have you Googled that, right? You could have went to Dr. Google, type in this information, Dr. Google, what does it say about this? Great. But God is challenging each one of us to change, to move to another level. You look, at all, you look at all of our issues, hurts and pains. Oh, another Hebrew word. Pay, lamet, lamet, means to judge or value. This is what we need to do in our prayer time. It's okay. We're judging and valuing ourselves. Sometimes, like I said, I had to call myself a fool because I, that was dumb. And that's what we need to do. We need to judge and value things as we walk through these things and not just, just brush it to the side. The question is, am I in a good place? Am I in a selfish place? Do I have a what's in it for me mentality? I heard somebody say that. Pain, hurt, anonymously towards family members. Are there things I need to dig out of my life? Some of us may, in your prayer time, you may see that, you know, I have such animosity toward my dad or my mom that I may need to go get some counseling. Right? And that's okay. Is it okay to get counseling? Absolutely. Because sometimes it's so deep and rooted that when you, you keep, it's almost like you keep getting to a block in your prayer time. And God is saying, you need to get some help. And you're saying, nah, I'm good. Well, you're nah, I'm good. It's just hurting yourself. And you just got to open up and say, you know what? And I'm not saying you need to tell everybody your issues because some people don't come from a good place. Just being real. Because you start telling some people your issues, they're going to take it and just step on it. That's why you need to know and have some mentors and people that you can trust to talk to about certain things. So you can get it out. So you can walk with God. And that's okay. And that's for all of us. That's for our two-year-old, three-year-old, 45, 50. Because sometimes we think, you know what? That's for old people. No, God is speaking to all of our teenagers. God is speaking to our 12-year-olds, 11-year-olds right now. And as you walk with him, he's talking to you how to do these different things. We just got to listen. You know, teenagers, I'm not, I don't want to blame teenagers, but, you know, sometimes our brains are all over the place, right? Be honest, that's just the way it is. It slows down a little bit at what age, maybe 40, anyway. <laughs> it depends on the person, right? I got some, I got some 50-year-old teenage cousins. I'm just being real. And they, they still, they soul brother, and they still in high school in their minds. I'm just being real. Do y'all know people like that? Come on, be Y'all like, it. anyway, this is just being real. All right, the next question is, what is your building phase? 
that's actually a, the name of our discussion. What's your building phase? Where are you in your walk with God? Um, as I talked about the ceiling, using that as our example, well, once I stuck my hole through the ceiling, what was next? What was the first thing I had to do? Okay, take my foot out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Try to gather my pride. What did I just do? Okay, and then I have to clean up the mess, right? I got to go in and clean up. It was installation all over the place. It was on my computer. Anyway, I'm okay. I'm all right. All right. Anyway, but the point is, there's a phase of building and developing everything. Where is your building phase in your life? You are like a building. Some of us that are, you know, we're just starting our walk. Maybe you're at the just opening up the box, getting the stuff out phase, right? Fresh out the box. You're just learning this new thing and you're figuring it out. Maybe you're seasoned and you've been doing this for 33 years. Does that make you any better? Not really. It just means you're seasoned. That means you have new challenges. And your challenge as a 33-year-old, for a four-year-old, his challenge is just as hard as yours. Right? Sometimes we forget that. Sometimes we just think kids are supposed to just know it and like just figure it out. Well, you didn't know it. You didn't, at least I didn't. I can say that for me because I was immature for a long time. Maybe I'm still immature now. I don't know. I'm figuring it out. But, but again, as we, so my question is, where is your building phase? You got to locate yourself. And when you locate yourself, just be honest with God. And as you're honest with God, he's going to help us. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Some know God as creator. Some know him as someone else's God. Some know him as healer and deliverer. Some know him as an on-time God. Some know him only at the end of the month when you got to pay bills. Some only know him on test day in high school. Am I telling the truth? I, I laugh sometimes. I do laugh. I, I teach in the high school. Um, I teach, anyway, but I laugh. I say the most spiritual time in high school is right before that test. Them kids ain't ever, they, maybe they're praying, but I've had kids form a circle right in front of, right before that test and pray. I'm just like, wow, look at this. They, they know I'm not going to say nothing because that's just who I am. I just go, oh, y'all do what you got to do. Pray. Amen. High five. You know, pray all you want, you know. And I love it, but my point is, if that's the only time that we know God, what kind of relationship are we building? Not a good one at all. If I only came to Daphne when I needed something, guess what? That's not going to work for like five minutes. It won't be no 28 years. It's going to be like two years. It'll be ended. It'll be done, you know, and it's rightfully so. Because in a relationship, you have to work at it continually, walking with God. So I'm trying to pound on this because it's, it's so important. Um, God wants to know you daily. The intentions of the Corban note were to draw near. The Corban note were the offerings. Let's go to 1 Samuel 15:22. The intentions of the Corban note were to draw near. It hadn't changed. We just don't have Corban note. 1 Samuel 15, 22, and Samuel said, has the Lord, has the Lord as great delight, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, you all right back there? All right. <laughs> that was Dan, by the way. Just had to call you out. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Maybe a little bit. All right. I'm not. Okay, let's get back to this. All right. Has the Lord's great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of ram. See, what had, what, I was say, what had happened was, what happened during this time was they were bringing offerings out of their routine. It wasn't a heart issue anymore. How many of us come to God in our prayer out of a routine? Be real. Yeah. That's why God wants, that's what you have to have something called, there's a K word, Kavanaugh. Kav, I didn't write it down. Anyway, it means, is it Kavanaugh? I think it's Kavanaugh. But it means you need to be intentional with your actions. As you, it's like those simple things 
that we forget. Like when you were a child, shouldn't be just a child, when, you're, when your parents look at you and say, when you talk to somebody, look at them in the eye when you talk to them. Get eye contact. So whenever I talk to people, I try not to talk to a group. Honestly, in my mind, I'm talking to one person. I'm trying to talk to individuals. Because I just believe that's how God deals with us. There are 7.7 billion people on this planet. And God can speak to each one of us in our individual way. That just messes up my mind. He's, he's that great. He is that great. And that's why we shouldn't go in and to have a relationship with God any kind of way. Like, oh, it's just not a big deal. I'm just going to say these prayers. You just disrespected God completely. That's why we need to do our due diligence. And as we're reading those prayers, take the time and read through them and enjoy every word. Because as you're saying those words, you're connecting with him. You're walking with your God. Amen? The tefillah in prayer is there, is there for us to communicate with God. He there, can read my own writing. He there for us, he is there for us to develop a deep love for the Torah, our people, adopted and serving others. And let's read the Shimone Esrei. All right, at this point, I brought my prayer book. And we won't read all 19, I promise, okay? But we'll read a few. Does anybody have? <clears throat> I know a lot of y'all have sudurs. And sometimes if you don't have a sudur, you can just go to Dr. Google and print it out. You can print out every single prayer and just take it and pray it, read it. Um, I want to start with the beginning of the Shimona Esrei. And this is, again, it's, the word means 18 prayers, but there's actually 19 because one was added. Number 12 was added. And it was added because of the early believers, the early believers in Messiah, they were trying to weed them out. Because if you go back and study history, you'll understand that the early Messianic believers was really almost a separate, not really separate, but it's just another section of Judaism. That's all. That's all they saw it as. It wasn't a separate religion as we try to make it out to be. The, we, we try to say um, Pope Peter and Pope all that other stuff that's just not true. It's not accurate. It's, it's just not, it's not the correct history. And as we learn that, we know that's why we're so connected to our Jewish brothers and sisters. I'm not Jewish. I, well, I don't know if I'm Jewish. I could be if I did some, some research. I did my little, my little Ancestry.com, and I was Nigerian for about a year, and then it changed. <laughs> and then now I'm something else. Let's be real. So do I really know what I... I don't know. Maybe it's somewhat accurate. I think it's somewhat accurate because my, my, a few of my cousins, they did show up as close relatives, and we didn't even know each other were taken doing ancestry. So I think it is somewhat accurate. But honestly, some of us, we really don't know. We just don't know. Maybe you do, but I don't. But I do know my spiritual heritage. I absolutely know my spiritual heritage. I don't have to think about that. I don't have to question it. He said, if you're in Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. I don't have to think about that. That one I know. The other one, yeah. eh. I like Nigerian. That's cool. But I like Cameroon, too. I'm, I think it was some, anyway, almost for something else. I got, I'm like a mixture. I'm just like a melting pot, like most of us are in the United States. Most people, and if you ever do the research, most people are pure nothing. <laughs> we got a little bit of this, 10% of this, 5%. And you know what? That's okay. That's just the way it is. That's why sometimes if we try to flaunt like I'm Jewish and I'm better than you, what does that mean? Everybody has their place. Jews have a job to do, right? Christian. Non-Jews, those who are Gentiles, have a job to do as well. Can you be Jewish and a believer in Messiah? Absolutely. Our rabbi is. We have all kind of believers in Messiah that are Jewish. And that's the way it is. But we all have a job to do. And we know our job. We just need to do it. Amen? All right, let's read. I was off topic there for a minute. All right, it says, the first one, this is the vote. The vote is, the, this is the one we read all the time. It says, blessed are you, Lord our God, and God of our fathers, 
God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of Jacob, the great, mighty, and awesome God, the most high God, who bestows steadfast love and goodness and is master of all and remembers the good deeds of the fathers and when in love bring a redeemer to their children's children for their, his name's sake in love. Wow. See, what that does, it tells us why we can come to God off of the merit of our fathers. I said our fathers. Our father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You see that? And, what is, and as you read it, it's developing a love for the Jewish people. Let me keep reading. O king, helper, savior, and shield, bless are you, O Lord, shield of Abraham. Amen. Number, this is the second one. That we, this one that we don't read. You are mighty forever, O Lord. You bring to life the dead. You are mighty to save. How many of you have got some, some dead things in our life that we know we need to pull up? Yeah. Uh, I was talking to my brother last week. Where he, Ken, we were talking about generational curses. Generational curses are real. And if you don't, I mean, I just, I know it because I, we won't even go there, okay? I'm sure everybody here has some stories of some family issues that you know were brought down from this family. But you know what? When you know the Messiah, we can break those things. You can break those curses. It, I say it's simple, but it's not. Your words can speak it out. But then you got to set boundaries in order to keep it out of your life. And the boundaries is Messiah. The boundaries is keep saying the prayers, keep coming to congregation, keep walking with the Lord, and eventually he's going to root those things out of you. But if we don't do it, guess what? It's going to stay. You're going to be 68 years old with that generational curse still on your life and wondering why. And if you don't have an attitude of gratitude because you say, you know what? I can't believe this happened to me. That's that victimhood mentality. Y'all see that? See, if you have an attitude of gratitude, I'm going to go before the king, and he's going to help me with this, and I'm going to be grateful as he helps me. i got to keep that open. Amen? All right, number, I'm just keep reading. You sustain the living with steadfast love. You bring the dead to life with great mercy. You support all who fall and heal the sick. You free the captives and are faithful to those who sleep in the dust. Who is like the Lord of might? Who can be compared to you, O king? You cause death and cause life and make your salvation flourish. Yes, you are faithful to bring the dead to life. Blessed are you, O Lord, who raises the dead. Amen. What if you're reading the Amidah or other prayers and there's some things you don't agree with? Remember I read earlier that this rabbi had this opinion and another rabbi had this opinion? Well, add to it yours. I think we need to own that. Sometimes we don't want to own that we can have an opinion different than the rabbis. It's okay. That's the way it is. It's a conversation. I am in that conversation. Terry's opinion is very important. You need to say your opinion is that important. Because you're walking with God too. It's not saying that sometimes we don't know whether it's right or wrong. Honestly, sometimes you ain't going to know until you get to heaven. Maybe you're going like, God, I just got a question for you. I got a list right here. You know, maybe we get to heaven, we're just going to know it. I don't know. That was another thought there. All right, let's keep going. Number three, you are holy and your name is holy. And holy ones praise your name every day. Blessed are you, O Lord, holy God. We're walking with him. You, I love this one. <clears throat> you favor man with knowledge and teach men understanding. Favor us with knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Blessed are you, O Lord, who grants knowledge. How many of us need this every day? We need some understanding in school. I know students, we need it because we need to do, better, do good on that test. Like I said, the most spiritual time in high school is right before the test. Well, maybe if you're meditating on him, he can open up the, the way for you to remember things. So right before you get ready to study that math or that science, say, God, I thank you for I need to go and read the Amidah, which is prayer number four right here. God, you give me understanding. You give me knowledge and just meditate on that. Number five, restore us, our Father, to your Torah and draw us, our King, to your service. Cause us to return to you in complete repentance before your face. Blessed are you, O Lord, who are pleased with repentance. Amen. Amen. Number six, forgive us, our Father, for we have sinned. Pardon us, our King, for we have transgressed. For you pardon and forgive. Blessed are you, O Lord, gracious and ever ready to forgive. Number seven. Look at us, please. Answer us and defend our cause. Redeem us quickly for the sake of your name. 
for you are a strong redeemer. Blessed are you, O Lord, redeemer of Israel. And notice, continually we're going to be talking about Israel. And don't think of Israel as somebody else. Think of Israel as you, because those are your people. And we, if we have that type of cohesion, we like, this is, this is who I am. It changes, who, it changes your walk. It's, it's not just I'm doing this, I'm learning about the Jewish people. I'm learning about my people because I've connected with the Jewish people. Yes, I'm a Gentile. Maybe I'm Jew. I don't know. I told you I'm a mixture of who knows what. Okay? But what matters is my spiritual inheritance is from, is, is from God. I think the tribe of Judah is overloaded. Who's, the, who's from the tribe of Judah? The Messiah. So the Gentiles are going to be under the tribe of Judah. Think about that. So I think he's going to have a, it's going to be overloaded. Anyway, we'll leave that alone for now. Number eight, heal us, O Lord, and we shall be healed. Save us and we shall be saved. For you are our praise. Grant complete healing for all our wounds. For you are the God and King who heals and is faithful and merciful. Blessed are you, O Lord, healer of the sick of the people of Israel. How many of us, you know, we got some things that we're dealing with as far as health. We can say this prayer right here continually over our lives. Is this better than the doctor? Absolutely. Why is it better than a doctor? Because as you're meditating on this, God's going to tell you what not to eat. He's going to tell you what doctor to go to. He's going to tell you what doctor not to go to. That's why I say it's better than just going to the doctor because you need the wisdom from the Almighty, especially with certain things that, you know, that people deal with. You know, maybe you need to stop eating at McDonald's every single day. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there, okay? Maybe you need to get out there and exercise. Yeah, like, well, you ain't talking to me. That's, that's the devil right there, you know. That's the enemy. No. God is speaking to all of us to do certain things, and we have to be diligent to walk it out. God is not trying to get you a gold-plated toothbrush. No. God is trying to change your life completely, one second at a time. Amen? Amen. I want to go to, because today is the 17th of Tammuz. Is it the start this evening? Yeah, it starts this evening. Yeah. Okay. I want to read this one here. This is number 14. And we are coming into a closing. I say that anyway. All right. Return to Jerusalem, your city, with mercy, and dwell in the midst of it as you have proclaimed, and build it in a near time in our day. A building forever, the throne of David, speedily established. Blessed are you, O Lord, builder of Jerusalem. If you meditate on that, do we want the temple to be returned and restored? Absolutely. What if I didn't know anything about, that's why if, to me, if you don't know anything about the Jewish people, there is no way, I don't know what you're reading, but the Bible talks about the Jewish people over in Israel, over and over. I have, again, I've told y'all this before, I have family members who are so stuck in our box that we don't even want to believe that Jesus was Jewish at all. But you know what? Sometimes you have to learn how to walk away. Because some people don't want to hear. Like we talked about earlier, some people they don't want to hear. They're just going to keep staying in that box and we just got to go, okay, I love you, brother or sister, and just keep walking it out. That's just the way it is, you know, but God is talking with us. Anyway, I think this is a great place to come into a closing. Um, but on the 17th of Tammuz is a day that we are to fast. And Bobby talked about it early this morning in the 10 o'clock teaching. But it's a fast day. And to me, this whole season, we're getting ready to get prepared to build our house. Because we're coming into a new season. And the season is a lull is coming up. And after a lull is what? The, ho the holidays, right? We're getting ready to go into the presence of a king. So do we need to get prepared? Yeah. So we need to start getting some things out of our lives. We need to start walking with him better. We need to start focusing our lives to just zone in on him. And that's something that nobody can do but you. It's so personal. And that's all we can do. So amen? I think this is a great place to end. So let's pray. We're going to end here. Father, I love you. And thank you for your word. Thank you for... Just speak in the individual's hearts today to walk with you better, Lord, to, to...
to say the prayers that, that you've given us, Lord, that the Amidah and the, the, Shemone, the, the, the Shema and different prayers, the Modei and Ni, Lord. Lord, thank, I thank you for showing us how to, oh, incorporate those in our lives so that we can train ourselves to connect with you better, Lord. And there's, if there's anybody in here who does not know you, Lord, I, I, have, I have a favor for everybody here. If there's somebody in here, and be honest. This is just straight up honest. If you've never made the Messiah Lord of your life, it's a big deal. It's a big, maybe you said the prayers, but you didn't mean it. Maybe you, were just, you just said it because maybe somebody was next to you. But if you've never made the Messiah Lord of your life, today is your day. It's a great opportunity to do that. Amen. Also, if you're, if you're in a, I like to say, a backslidden state, if you know you need to be walking with the Lord better, if you know there's some things that you need to just get rid of in your life, maybe you need some healing in some place. Maybe you need to go tell somebody. Maybe you need to get some therapy, and that's okay. But you need to do those things to help so that you can walk with God. That's the second thing. So if any one of those things apply to you, as we say the prayer, I want you to say this with intention. And after that, if you, God says if you confess me before men, I will confess you before my Father. So be bold if this is pertaining to you. So I'm going to ask everybody to pray with me as we say this, this prayer to um, not embarrass anybody. So say, Lord, I accept you into my life. I thank you for changing me. I accept that I need help. And I thank you that on this day, I am changed. In Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen.